Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female puts herself first, sticks to her priorities, but nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. All right, so now for the August giveaway. If you have yet to leave me a rating and review, I'm giving away to one lucky winner a copy of The Perfection Detox by Petra Kolberm. It's all about taming your inner critic, living bravely, and unleashing your joy. So if you haven't left a rating and review yet, head on over to your podcast app of choice or open up iTunes, leave me a rating and review in the month of August. So you have up until Friday, August 31st to leave me a rating and review, and then I'm going to pick one lucky winner. So as always, this helps other alpha females find this show so that they can learn how to create work-life harmony for themselves. So you're helping out your fellow alpha female and potentially winning a book for yourself. So thank you always for listening, and I appreciate you if you leave a rating and review. You've heard me sharing about my Thriving for MS guide several weeks now, but I've actually adapted it so I could create a free guide for you to optimize five areas of your life that are the building blocks of your overall health. It's everything I wish I had known to take care of myself before my MS diagnosis happened. I believe that those who thrive living with an autoimmune disease have been gifted with a sidekick and it's our duty to teach others about proactive health, even before it becomes a pain point in your life. So I've put together a guide on the five building blocks of health. You can find out how to eat right for your body, different ways of moving your body, getting yourself into an amazing fitness or movement routine, learn how to get better quality and quantity of sleep. Learn to decrease that stress and really manage it, and then reduce toxic load on your body. So download the free guide at bit.ly forward slash health building blocks. That's bit.ly forward slash health building blocks and blocks is plural. I hope you guys enjoy it. Please message me on Instagram once you download it and let me know how it is serving you. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 134. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we have Joy McCarthy. Joy is a holistic nutritionist and founder of joyoushealth.com, an award-winning blog focused on healthy living. She's a two-time best-selling author of Joyous Health and Joyous Detox. She's a trusted nutrition expert. She has been featured in hundreds of publications, both online and in print, and is a regular expert on TV. She lives in Toronto with her husband, Walker, and their daughter, Vienna. She loves social media and shares her passion for food, family, and fun as a way to channel positive energy into the lives of others. So you can find her at Joyous Health on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and on Facebook. Um, and I can't wait for you to hear this chat. So Joy and I, is an, uh, she's another guest that I actually recorded an episode like a, almost a year ago, and the recording didn't work. And because life is crazy, we just couldn't record until now. So I am so excited to bring you our conversation. Uh, it just lit me up. She's so bubbly. I think that's the best way to describe her. And I absolutely love her positive energy. So let's get into the show. 
Welcome to the show, Joy. Thank you. Hello. I'm so excited to have you on. So when you first read um, the definition of what we think an alpha female is over here on the show, what did you think of it and how do you see yourself as one? I, okay. So when I read what it is, I thought, okay, sometimes I'm like that. And sometimes I'm totally not like that. (laughs) So I guess when it's like business joy, Um, I feel like I'm definitely an alpha female because, um, I'm leading with my husband, a great team of people. Uh, but so, and, and so I feel like I'm kind of in flux. I don't know if that's like the right answer, but that's kind of what I feel like. I feel like sometimes, um, I'm, I'm nailing it. I'm leading so well. Um, I'm taking risks. Uh, but then I'm not always doing that. But I overall, I, I think an alpha female is one who lives with a life of purpose. And um, I found my purpose in, I say, like my late teens. And I feel like, you know, fast forward to today, I definitely feel like I'm someone who lives with a life of purpose. So interesting that you say, um, like, I'm not, I don't always feel like an alpha female. And um, I've had a few guests come on and they're like, I'm a little bit more beta, but I got, and it totally depends. And it's funny because like business Robin is like, this is why I developed this personal brand. Like it's very business Robin, but sometimes you should see me in my relationship with my fa- my fiance and I am not powerful and assertive. Like <laughs> I'm letting him take the lead, but then that's me also learning. Although we talk about work-life harmony on the show, like I'm learning to have, um, balance of being an alpha in my relationship versus not always being the alpha in the relationship because you can't always be the leader in everything. No, absolutely not. And I think it's I think it's good to like take a take a step back from that too, whether it's in a relationship or whatever it is. I, I don't think you always have to be the alpha female. I'm sure there's some women and some men who feel like they always have to be in that sort of position of power, if that's how, how you look at it. But I don't think it's, I, I personally don't think it's necessary. It's nice to be able to, to not be the leader sometimes. Mm, that's cool. Um, so you're raising a mini alpha female. How is Yes. That? How oh, is I that? absolutely am. She's in charge. How old is she? She's going to be three in uh, September. Yeah. And is her personality just like blossoming now? Oh yeah. It's actually really interesting. She's very assertive. Um, she's very determined. Uh, she definitely knows what she wants. I mean, that's a toddler thing too, right? They are just at this age, they are so confident. They think they're the most beautiful being on planet earth and like nothing can like hurt their vibe when they're vibing and flowing. Like everything is amazing. I I feel like we should all act like toddlers forever and they show their emotions, right? If they're like, pissed off or they're like really upset about something or if they're like so happy they just want to like dance it out then that's that's just what they do I and I I love it I'm just I'm enjoying this phase so much I know the toddler um time period can be very trying for many parents um but uh and it is sometimes don't get me wrong yeah but I I really love it she's just turning and she's yeah it's pretty cool So as someone that can't wait to become a mom in the future, I find it fascinating, the toddler phase and watching it with all of my friends, because it's true, like they're feeling everything, they're figuring out who they are in this world. So how do you protect that like space so that they never get told by the world that they need to change? I know. You know what, though? It will happen. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, as as you get older, you know, you kind of question yourself and 
you know, I, I think it's just like a part of growing up, going through that phase of, am I good enough? Am I worthy enough? Um, you know, I'm going to do absolutely everything I can to make sure that Vienna always knows that she's worthy, but I am sure, um, just as her personality develops, uh, I feel that that is just a natural part of growing up. And I just want to, you know, nourish her as much as I possibly can. And something else I really feel um, very strongly about is like, we really let Vienna v be very independent, as independent as we can, like, we don't like go to a restaurant and like leave her there. But uh, I think that also helps her with her confidence. We want her to, you know, be interested, like to try out different sports. I think sports are really great, especially for girls um, to, you know, build their self-esteem and self-confidence and also, uh, you know, let her make decisions on her own. Like, even though she's two and a half when I'm, she loves to help me cook in the kitchen and I really let her help me. And it is a disaster and a mess. Um, and I think, you know, if I was more of a type A personality, that couldn't happen because I, we have flour everywhere. Um, she loves to make buckwheat pancakes, but we just, I just kind of let it happen. And, uh, you know, if she wants to add more, you know, baking soda or whatever ends up in there, then you know what, that's, that's just, that's what we do. So, um, I hope that really helps her grow up into a young woman who is confident and, uh, knows what she wants. Hmm, that's so cool. I hear a lot of type A moms also learn to let their kids guide them and, that's a, a way that they actually learn as parents and just experience a kind of a, a new way of being is just allowing their kids to be their teachers. Um, so that's been like getting dirt all over. So I posted an Instagram the other day. Um, every time when I pick my daughter up from, um, she goes to a Montessori, uh, every time I pick her up, she's literally covered in mud from head to toe. And, um, you know what? you know, the old joy would have been like, Oh, like if I saw before I became a parent, I would have been like, uh, like that's kind of gross, like clean your child. <laughs> and now I'm just like, it's all good. Who cares when we get home, we'll get the dirt off your face. It's in your nose. It's in your ears. It's fine. Um, so I just kind of like let that slide, but I feel like the old version of me wouldn't like that so much. Okay. So as a holistic nutritionist and cookbook empire builder, how do you structure your work-life harmony? Um, so one thing that I really rely on is my Google calendar. I cannot, um, I don't have any harmony or any balance whatsoever. If I, if I don't, if I don't have my calendar. So I used to feel like totally all like years ago before I really got all my ducks in a row with respect to my business. Um, I felt very unorganized. I always felt overwhelmed and super stressed out. And then I learned the power of scheduling things in. So, you know, every day, this is how I don't miss out on stuff like being on time for your podcast. Uh, I just put everything in my calendar. So even, um, you know, even social stuff too. Uh, I just put everything in my calendar. If it has to do with self-care time, I put it in my calendar, uh, all my appointments, and I really just live by my calendar. Otherwise, I feel it's just like too much. Like, for example, I don't like to schedule more than two social things for our family on a weekend. So if I don't actually have that in the calendar, when I look at my week over a seven day period, it just like gives me like anxiety if I'm like, Oh my God, the weekend is completely booked. So it helps me visually kind of look at my week as a whole as well. And if I have a week where I have a lot of important meetings and just lots of stuff going on, then I, I make sure that I don't 
book social stuff in the evening. Like I just make sure I have that downtime and I've gotten really good at doing that. I say no. I know, you know, you always hear like so important to say no. I used to say that and not do it. But now like I really do say no a lot more and it's just so much better for my health. Mm -hmm. So do you sit down on Sunday evening and kind of do an, an overview or Monday morning? Like what's your no, kind so, of tip? Yeah, so it's more like Monday morning when I get to the office or even before I get to the office, sometimes it's, you know, just whatever. If I'm just walking back from dropping my daughter off, I just scroll through my calendar on my phone and see what I've got going on for the week. But if ever like one of my girlfriends is like, Hey, can you meet up on Thursday uh, to go out for drinks or whatever? I will definitely look at what I have going on over the whole, over the week as a whole, because you know what I hate doing? I, I absolutely hate canceling on people. I really like being committed. If I tell you I'm going to be there, I will be there unless I'm really sick or something terrible has happened. Um, I really like to make sure that I stand true to my commitments. So if it, so that's why if it goes in my calendar, it's going to happen unless something terrible has happened to me, then I won't be there. Actually, recently I was in BC and I couldn't attend one of my speaking events because I got laryngitis. I literally could not speak. It was so awful, but it was probably a sign that I need to stop talking and, and take a break. Take a break. The body always tells us. So if you ever kind of subscribe to like the belief of work-life balance, which most of us have, this is why, you know, I've got this podcast around work-life harmony, but did you ever have like an aha moment where you're like, no, I can't keep doing this. Like I have to take better care of myself. Yes. I've had many of those. Um, <laughs> and I feel like I'm not perfect yet, but I feel like what often happens is for the most part, I am very healthy. And when I end up getting sick, it's always my check in. Oh crap. I've been doing too much and I need to slow down. And then I'm good for another few months. And then I have to constantly, I have to keep like reminding myself um, that I need to have downtime. But I feel like my aha moments are, you know, sometimes it's not even, it's not always like getting a cold as my aha moment. Sometimes it can just be like, I'm feeling overwhelmed and exhausted before I get to the point of being sick. Uh, I'm just really going to scale back on things. Uh, and that, uh, that really helps me. But I feel like it's my health that keeps me in check. Like I like to have great energy have a good sleep. Like those are such important priorities for me. Um, so if I feel like something is slipping, then that I, it, I get right back on track as soon as I can. Yeah. It's like, um, you just become a really good body listener. So it's like, I have like been craving sweets or I'm craving like that third cup of coffee. Okay. Something's off. Where do I need to oh, so reevaluate my priorities? Yeah. So like you said, the the key thing is to like really listen, really listen to your body because it's always talking to you through the symptoms that you feel. Um, and that's a good one that you mentioned, you know, whether it's a, a sweet craving um, or co I'm not a coffee drinker, but definitely, you know, comfort foods are something that I'm drawn to when I'm feeling overwhelmed. So it's, I always know. Yeah. It's like, I want a big bowl of pasta. I don't eat pasta. Why do I want all the carbs? <laughs> exactly. But sometimes I think, you know, I think it's okay sometimes too. Like my husband, I would say that he is definitely an emotional eater, not like a binge eater, but like when we have had a really busy week, whether it's like shooting a lot of recipes for the book or whatever it is, he loves to eat pizza. Um, and it's not like Domino's pizza. It's like, let's go to like pizza libretto or go to a really great pizza place or let's make pizza at home. And we totally indulge in that. And I think that's okay too. And I, 
I never, you know, the old joy. Yes. Like years ago, I definitely used to have food guilt. And now I definitely don't probably because the foods I eat don't make me feel crappy. So if I'm going to have, you know, good, good quality pizza and have that comfort food, it's, it's a healthy comfort food. And I, I think that's really key. But you know, if someone listening to this decides to have some Domino pizza and can be okay with it, you know, I, I don't, I think it's bad to berate yourself and, you know, feel guilty for what you eat. I think the key thing is just to get back on track the very next meal. Cool. Okay. So you kind of alluded to it in like the first answer that you found your purpose. So when I say like, what are you most passionate about? How would you kind of wrap that up in a few sentences? <laughs> yeah. So I would say I'm most, so I, as you know, I'm a holistic nutritionist and I'm just most passionate about food and, and inspiring people to discover the healing power of food and discover how natural medicine, um, can truly help them. And I'm just really passionate about this path. I am, I am on, um, educating people, speaking to people, um, coaching people, inspiring them to make positive changes to their life so that they can feel their best and, um, make the world a better place. So I find usually when holistic nutritionists come on the show, they're either like they needed to solve a pain point in their life, or they just felt chronically kind of like unwell and they wanted to solve it before it ever got bad. So where, where, what camp do you kind of live in? Yeah. So, uh, about 20 years ago now, I, so in my late teens, early twenties, I had a lot of health issues. I had hormonal imbalance and, and it was through that very journey uh, that I decided to go back to school because um, being a nutritionist is my second career. I decided to go back to school once I was able to heal my own body. I I knew then that this information that I had, um, there there was so much more that was out there for me to learn and that that I could really help people. Um, so I think that's kind of that being sick myself, you know, only having half the amount of hair that I have on my head than I do now, you know, back in my late teens and twenties, having all these, you know, eczema issues, having those health issues definitely helped me find my passion. So, and, and you know, I'm, I'm always tweaking my diet. I'm always tweaking certain things to uh, find what works best for me now. So I, I, you know, it's not like I have the magic solution. Um, but I definitely was able to heal my own hormonal imbalance uh, and that's really what um, helped me find my life's purpose. Mm, that's so cool. And it's so true that the the journey of um, maybe not fixing, but optimizing, you know, like the, oh, let me, let me, you know, this little pain points kind of popping up. Let me figure out maybe something I'm eating is no longer serving me because my body's changing again. So I, I'm fascinated by it because one of my top um, strengths is learner and input. So like, I love, I love constantly learning, but I know it could be really super frustrating for people who are like, but I've done all of this education and like information around this and you tell me to do all these things and isn't there an end point? Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. It's just, just, you're constantly evolving. Your body's changing as your body ages, your digestion changes. Um, you know, what you used to use on your skin, the lotions and potions, those kinds of things change. So I think being open to change, uh, is really key. Um, whether an alpha female or not, I think just you know, having a successful life, I think really being open to change and being able to adapt is really key because I, th- I feel like a lot of people can get really stuck in a rut. I think a diet 
is the first, is the easiest example. You know, someone, for example, who has been eating paleo, hardcore paleo for years and years, and now they're just not feeling their best, but they're so, you know, rigid. And, um, they're like, no, this is what I am. I have, I am this label. And I think, you know, trying not to label yourself as anything and just, and, um, just kind of going with the flow and being able to adapt and, and make changes when your body is not enjoying the way you're eating anymore. Mm, yeah, it's so true. Um, the conversations that, um, we've had around kind of like meal planning and the label is like the labels exist so we can explain it to others. Same, same thing. Like, you know, I've created a label around being an alpha female and, you know, I, I eat an autoimmune paleo meal plan because that's the easiest thing to like explain it to people. But, you know, if I'm adapting it and being like, no, I'm bringing a lot of brown rice into my diet, but I don't have a label for that. Like I can't. (laughs) So it's, um, it's so interesting that, um, we use them just to kind of, uh, just have that conversation with other people, but then we have to still be able to be open to change and not get stuck. So I appreciate that, um, that part. So let's get into how do you nourish yourself without labels? <laughs> um, yeah, so I definitely, you know, I, I go on Instagram and I see all these amazing inspirational people I follow and they have their crystals and their stones and they have their lavender bath. And I'm like, oh man, I totally don't do that. Um, I wish I could do that, but I, I probably should, but I don't. So you know what? It's, it's really so simple for me, like what nourishes me. And the number one thing that pops into my mind is just being with my family. Um, home is my favorite place in the world, even though I love to travel. I just love being at home with my daughter and my husband with no plans. And home is where I find my nourishment because I have my kitchen there. I can get in the kitchen and I can make a meal that's nourishing. I can have as I can give as many hugs and kisses to my daughter and my husband until they get sick of me as I want to. So I'd say like home is really where I nourish myself. And sometimes that means I'm doing really good and I'm listening to a podcast like yours, uh, lying in bed, you know, at 930 listening to a podcast or I'm reading. That's when I'm doing great. Maybe I'm sitting on my couch, you know, watching another season of Homeland. And I'm okay with that too. But I'd say the most important thing um, with nourishment, I think, is uh, being being at home in my happy place. That's so cool. So would you say, like, if you've ever built, built up any stress throughout the day, is cooking actually like a way that you de-stress? Oh, 100%. That's for sure my therapy. Um, I used to be a big baker. And when I was studying at the Institute of Holistic Nutrition, whenever I had an exam or a test, I would totally procrastinate and bake instead. Now I'm more of a cooker. Like I don't actually do as much baking as I used to. I look, I like cooking more, but that's definitely a therapy for me. Um, and so is uh, nature. You know, I have to get outside to the park and be in nature every single day. And every time my husband and I walk through the park, I say to him, we are so lucky to live here and live so close to nature. Like if we ever move away from this area, it is mandatory that we must be like two minutes from a park or have, or live like in the bush. But nature for me, a hundred percent is like so important 
um, to my well-being. Hmm, I love that. And I also appreciate you saying that like you love, um, you know, doing the, the Instagram scroll and seeing what other people are doing in their self-care routine. And you're like, I would like that, but it just doesn't, it doesn't fit into my life right now. Yeah, but it definitely inspires me. I definitely get inspiration from Instagram, but I also don't let it make my, I don't feel guilty about it. Right. You're not doing the comparison. No, I really, I really avoid that. Cause I'm like, you know, what? I just don't have space in my life for that, but here's what I can do. And that person is going to inspire me so that maybe if my husband takes a trip and my parents have my daughter, I can do X, Y, Z, or you know what? I can go and do a spa day. If I really want to do that, I can do that. So it's good. It's definitely good for the inspiration. Oh, that's so cool. So other than chasing Vienna around, uh, do you have a weekly fitness routine? Um, it's like always like fluctuating right now. I'm kind of trying to figure out what works best. Um, even though my daughter is going to be three in a few months, I'm still dealing with effects with my body after giving birth. So I have to be really careful what I do. So things that I love, I love Pilates um, I like doing yoga, but I don't like going to classes. Uh, I'm more comfortable just doing it in my living room. And if it's, you know, 10 minutes, great. If it's 25 minutes, I feel like a superstar. But one thing that I definitely do every single day, I have a Fitbit and I power walk. I walk everywhere. If ever I have an opportunity to go somewhere, I walk. Um, and that is actually one of the main ways that I get my exercise because that's, what's making me feel best right now. I have a gym where I live because I live in uh, like a high rise condominium and I have a gym and I go kind of through fits and spurts with it. Like I'll be really good for like six weeks. And then I just feel like I need to take a break. Like I'll feel like I want to do lots of resistance training with weights and then, and then I take a break. But one thing that is always consistent in my life is, uh, walking. I think walking is like the best exercise. It is. And I was just in, so we're recording this in June. Um, and I was just in Toronto for the ride to conquer cancer. Oh, amazing. Did you do it? Yeah, I was painful. Good for you. (laughs) Yeah. I've done that once. It was my second year. Um, and last year I did it like cold Turkey, no training. Of course. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah, not, not the smartest. We'll you just must have had a sore bum. We'll, we'll, yeah. And I didn't have a good bike seat. So we'll just, I'm oh, pretty sure wow. that I blanked most of that out of my memory. Uh, but this year, actually she's been on the podcast. So one of my best friends is a competitive cyclist. She gives me her hand me downs. And so I got, a like a, uh, a lady friendly <laughs> bike seat. Oh my gosh. Thank goodness really good padded shorts. And I got a bike trainer for Christmas last year. So so I actually have been training. Um, but yeah, so we were in Toronto and, uh, of course you don't, you really avoid driving in Toronto. So my fiance and I were walking to lunch and walking to breakfast and we don't do that here in Ottawa. So I was just like, I kept exclaiming out loud to him. I'm like, isn't it so nice to walk? And he just kept looking at me like, who are you? And why are you like, why are you so Oh, no, weird. I know exactly what you're talking about. Cycling too is so me. Like in the summer, actually, we 
we go for a lot of bike rides with my family, but it's not like going for like a power bike ride. It's like to get from A to B, if we're going to go to the farmer's market, we ride our bike. But I think cycling is such a great form of exercise. It's so true. And it was really, again, this is my ego, but every time someone with like a hybrid bike or even someone who had um, like a basket on the back of their bike um, would pass me and I've got my fancy expensive road bike and I would get so, I'm like why are they passing me and, yeah it's so funny and Mike was like uh, they probably bike every single day like they're they're getting a lot more kilometers in than you I was like oh that's so true. funny but did you enjoy it this year when you did it the ride to Coker Cancer. Do you have good weather? One day was amazing. So day one, it was uh, a little overcast and uh, a good breeze. So I didn't overheat. But because I live with MS, if I overheat, I get symptoms. Oh, right. So day two was super sunny. And I think my the right half of my body usually goes numb. So it went numb around the 20 kilometer mark. Oh, no. So I still had like a, a 92 kilometers to go. <laughs> Were you able to get through? Yeah. Uh, Mike stayed with me and kept throwing water on me. <laughs> oh, awesome. I had my own personal cooling system. So. The only time you want someone to spray water on you. Right? He, uh, the first time he did it, he didn't tell me he was going to do it. And he kept like in his head, he was like, don't crash, don't crash. As he like just like threw an entire bottle on me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It good was, for you though. It was that's good. That's, that's definitely a good challenge. Yeah. Um, and now I probably won't get on the bike for another couple of months, so I'm good for a bit. <laughs> nice. You can take a break. Yeah. All right. Let's switch gears a little bit and let's go back in time. What would you tell your 20-year-old self? Like, what is the one piece of advice you wish someone had told her? Uh, that weighing myself every single day is not going to change the outcome of my day and that everything is going to be okay. I used to be obsessive with weighing myself, like sometimes twice a day, sometimes three times a day. I don't even own a scale. Um, I don't even remember the last time. I, I don't even know how much I weigh. Honestly, I don't even care. I go by how I feel and how my pants feel. But man, I spent so many years like staring at that stupid scale and like gave that scale so much power over me. And where did you get the weighing from? I don't even know. Like the need to do that? I, I actually don't know. I have no idea why I was so obsessed with that. Obviously, you know, I had this image of, you know, I had this idea of how much I should weigh. And that number on the scale was tied to my self-esteem. So if it, you know, if it was under a certain amount, then I was going to have a good day. If it wasn't, that meant I was fat. And I don't even know, like, you know, growing up, I grew up in a very loving, nurturing home. So I don't know why, where along the line that I became so hard on myself. Sometimes I wonder, you know, talking to other women, if it's just a part of growing up, because it seems like so many women have, you know, had full on eating disorders or had disordered eating or, you know, self-esteem as they're growing up. It seems like so many women um, have gone through that. And I wonder sometimes, is this just a part of growing up? Um, I guess it depends like to which extent, um, like how severe it is. But I feel like for many years I was, I was really addicted to that stupid scale. And then when I just became happier in my life, better relationships, nourishing my body better, I was like, all right, I'm done. The scale, goodbye. Mike and I were having this conversation actually in the, the car ride back today um, because he likes to make fun of my age. <laughs> How old are you? I don't even know. I'm turning, oh, 
by the time this airs, I will have turned 36. So I'm 35 okay. right now. And, and is he younger than you? He's very much. He has not yet hit his 30s. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. That so sounds he, like my husband and I. So he's like six or seven years younger. Yeah, six. So yeah, yeah like he totally likes making jokes. And we were having this conversation. Like he, I think he made a flippant comment about how somebody looked really old because they looked really tired and haggard. And like, this is, <laughs> this is why women have this like beauty obsession um, because of just like flippant comments that people make. And he didn't understand that we've also been programmed by like, he's never been a magazine reader. Um, so so we were having that conversation about like just the anti-aging trend magazines, like telling you, you need to look younger constantly and your subconscious develops it. Even if you have an upbringing where aging is not even a conversation, but just those constant headlines, the ads that you see on TV, the ads that you've seen in the magazines as you grew up, you know, flipping through those pages. Um, and then like haphazard comments here and there, uh, like whenever my dad tells me I look tired, <laughs> just like, please stop. Like, <laughs> I know. I hate that too. Once in a while, my mom will say, is everything okay? You look tired. I'm like, thanks. I'm actually not tired right now. So I'm like, what is wrong with my skin? Do I need, like, did I not hydrate properly? To, like I just start like yeah, going so down true. the list of like crap and they mean well, but then you start obsessing over how you look. Yes. So true. But you're right about magazines. That was one thing that I was also obsessed with. Like I used to read in touch magazine every week. I don't think I've picked up an in touch magazine in I don't know, maybe 10 years or whatever the celebrity gossip magazine. I used to read those all the time. I think they're the worst, um, you know, for, for self-esteem. So if anyone's listening to this, stop, stop reading with the magazines. magazines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Print media is dying anyways. So st- yes, just stop. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. Okay. What are some pain points you're maybe problem solving for now, whether it's like how people perceive you or how you take care of yourself? Is there anything you're problem solving for in the present? Yeah. I feel like there's always things I'm working on. Um, I'm really cautious. I've been thinking about this more and more when I think about social media and how people, you know, see you through the Instagram lens. And I'm, I'm hyper aware of that. Um, I find that, you know, sometimes I find myself caught up in, oh crap, I don't have a really nice food photo or I don't have a great food. I don't have something great to share. I haven't shared anything in five days. So therefore I'm just not going to share anything. And I have to like check myself to, you know, just remain authentic. And who cares if I like post a a picture that's like not perfect. So I think I'm getting, I'm definitely gotten there with when I share you know, being in the public eye, um, people like to see photos of you. They like to see what you're doing. I feel like I've definitely gone past having to post the perfect photo because I feel like if you look at my feed, you look at my social media, you look at my blog over the past, I'd say three years, probably since having my daughter, I definitely do not post the best pictures of myself. And I mean, what I mean by that is if I looked at a, if I looked at 20 pictures of myself, I'm not necessarily looking for, Oh, where's my skin? Perfect. Where do I look amazing? I'm just like, ah, let's just post that one. Um, so I feel like I've gotten better with that, like being more authentic, you know, not having to look perfect all the time. Um, but with regards to like my brand and my blog and recipes that I create, I definitely like to have perfection there, like make something look as delicious as possible. 
Um, those are kind of the things that come up for me. And then I just feel like, you know, with what I eat is always like evolving. I've like been making some tweaks to my diet. I just have to be careful with certain foods that bother my digestion. And I'm just kind of in the process of figuring that out right now. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. So we have like work-life harmony. We have, you know, masculine and feminine energy balancing. And then, you know, the social media conversation is, I find such a fascinating one. And, um, you know, after you kind of combat comparison syndrome and get rid of that, then you're just like, okay, well, I want to serve. I want to help. I want to take care of people. But for me to do that, I need to catch their attention. And we, we deal in such a, an, a, we deal in attention. So, um, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it all the time that he, um, you know, is, you know, just trying to steal people's attention. Um, and you, you sometimes have to do that with pretty pictures and then it's yes, like, okay, totally. so I do my brand photo shoots. I get really nice images. I'm good. But then like, if I just want to post a picture of my child who's filthy after a Montessori, like, can I do that? <laughs> I totally do that. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a, something that I love. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that's amazing to have that, that, that balance in images. Like I'll use the word balance here, um, or, or harmony or just like letting it flow. Like I'm going to post a really pretty picture of a smoothie today and tomorrow I'm going to post picture of dirt and the people, the people that are reading my captions and engaging with me are going to look at the picture no matter what. So, um, I'm, yeah, you may not serve somebody that just wants the pretty pink rose gold, uh, white background image, but, <laughs> um, that's not the person that you need to serve at that moment. So yeah, it's just all about being true to yourself. And it's just so much easier when you are true to yourself. Um, everything just flows better. So true. So thank you so much for making time for us today. I really do appreciate you. So will you leave our listeners with my very favorite last question of the show? Sure. Um, what is your definition of happiness? Oh, just being with my family being just, yeah, just, I don't know. The first word that when you asked me that, that came to my mind was just like love. My definition of happiness is yeah, just, just being, just being with my family and, um, and not having like an agenda. And that's why I really, I mean, as I talk about having like a schedule, I live by my schedule, but I mean, when I have like the downtime, that's, I feel like when, when I can be, just be myself and be truly happy. Hmm. Well, the schedule allows you to get to the place where you yes. have, yeah. And gets you that builds you the, like the epic business that you're building to be able to really enjoy that downtime. So exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. My pleasure. This episode is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. It's the most popular mushroom product on the market. And I've actually been drinking their Shaga tea even before they sponsored the Tim Ferriss podcast. So I figured it was about time I got you guys a beautiful discount so you can snag your own mushroom coffee, tea, or hot cacao mix. I'm obsessed with the Shaga mushroom tea. I drink it in the afternoon for a really high dose of antioxidants. And then the hot cacao mix with reishi mushrooms is my favorite for an evening treat if I have a sweet tooth craving. So use the promo code alphafemale at checkout for 10% off and you can shop on their website at foursigmatic.com. For the listeners of the Alpha Female Podcast, Audible is now offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. 
There's some amazing books like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero or The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash alpha. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash alpha for your free audiobook. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast up of choice. Go do it now before changing to the next episode. And just leave me a rating and review. It'll help other alpha females find this podcast and join in on the conversations. You can find more of me at robinbeldrin.com and join us next week for another inspiring chat. Have a spectacular day.